So what are you going to do the rest of the day? I have a quiz at 10. I work at 11. And then Ben and I's anniversary is on Sunday. Oh, how many? Four years. years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What are you guys going to do? Well, tonight we're going to the Texas Roadhouse because we have a gift card. So Gotta get those rolls. So bougie. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of The Catholic Fiat, a faith podcast for young Catholics. I am your host, Victoria Wilson, and today I am joined by a good friend, Holly Higgins. Holly works in the Rural School Initiative Office at EIU, is part of the Newman Leadership Team, leads a small group for freshman university students, and has grown up in Charleston, Illinois for most of her life. She has coached a middle school cheer team and taught a religious education class at our sister parish, St. Charles Barromeo. She sounds like she's a very busy person and is here with us this week to talk about her calling to be a teacher, her experience in college, and advice on how to manage her busy life. Hello, Holly. Thank you for joining me today. How is it going? It's going very well. How are you? Good. I heard that you had a test coming up today. I do. After this. Well, I hope you studied. Uh, Best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, Holly, could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Holly. I am 19. I am a sophomore at Eastern, and I'm studying middle school education. I was born and raised Catholic. Um, My mom converted from non-denominational Christianity to Catholicism after my parents got married, and both my parents have been wonderful examples of how to live out their faith. We've always attended Mass as a family, and my siblings and I were all very active in middle school and high school youth groups. I enjoyed my faith growing up, and I looked forward to attending the youth group activities and mission trips such as Catholic Heart Work Camp, and I was fortunate enough to have my closest friends throughout high school also be Catholic. When I started going to EIU and became more active in the Newman Center, the more people I met who were passionate about their faith. I could feel myself falling more in love with the Catholic faith again. Since then, I have started inviting God into the everyday activities of my life and trusting His plan for my future. I am continuing to learn about the Catholic faith and working towards becoming a saint. Holly, I was looking forward to talking to you all week, and I am excited to get into this episode with you. Um, But I want to start this episode off with kind of my first-time guest questions for this podcast, uh, which are just basic questions, and I ask Cameron these, so don't be nervous. (laughs) So you kind of answered it, but do you have any more information on, like, what is your background in the Catholic faith? Yeah, so like I said, I was a cradle Catholic, and I was always very active in my church, but I don't know that I really understood the Catholic faith growing up. But since coming to Newman and joining small groups and especially leading a small group, I find myself more enamored with the Catholic faith and what it means to be Catholic and how I can live that out in my daily life. What is your confirmation saint? I don't think I've ever asked you that. My confirmation saint is Saint Anne, which is Jesus's grandmother. And I picked her because both of my grandparents, or both of my grandmothers, were very influential in my faith. Um, one of my grandmothers is very Catholic, and the other one was not Catholic. But they both were such great examples of what it means to live for Jesus. And so I thought, well, if I pick St. Anne, then I'm also going to be a great example of what it means to live for Jesus. And so I just think I've really appreciated St. Anne's relationship with Mary and how it influenced Jesus's life. Thank you for sharing that with us, Holly. Um, 
I know that St. Anne is the patron saint of mothers, women, and education. Did you know when you chose her that you wanted to go into education? I had no idea, and I found out this year that she was the patron saint of educators. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, Jesus, I see you. You're working hard (laughs) in my life. So I thought that was really cool. I know that you do a small group for freshman university students. Um, If someone doesn't know what a small group is, could you kind of um, explain to them what this is? So a small group is a group of students, usually between like five and seven students, that meet once a week to read the Bible, talk about anything related to Jesus, and grow in community together. I've been so blessed to be a part of one and to lead one. Um, Being a part of one is so interesting because Anna always comes and she's so prepared and she has, like I have learned so much about the Bible and about my fellow peers through her small group. And then leading one, I'm able to not only learn about the Catholic faith, but also like it kind of has helped me become a teacher because I'm like, okay, what do these kids need from me? How do they need me to help them come to Jesus? And so it's been very cool. Has your small group done anything like super fun or cool recently? Um, a couple weeks ago, we had a fun day and we went to um, one of the girls in my small group's house and we made tacos and played the Catholic card game. I love that. <laughs> I also lead a small group, um, but mine is not for freshmen. It's for grad students and now juniors because I've adopted a group. Um, And I was thinking about doing a game night or a movie night, but I was just like, I don't know what they want. So I'm going to have to pull some advice and steal some ideas. (laughs) So I know that you've lived here in Charleston for quite a large portion of your life. So basically all of it. So how was it growing up in this college town? Um, by the way, for people who don't know where Charleston is, if you go a little bit south of Champaign, there's this tiny little community where we're surrounded by Eastern Illinois University, and there's a sister community of Mattoon right next to us, and they have Lakeland Community College. So overall, this entire like area is full of university <laughs> students. Um, but yeah, how is it growing up in a college town? Yeah, I moved to Charleston when I was six, so I definitely consider it home. Growing up, it was fun to have, like, all the tennis courts and basketball courts and everything that a university offers so close to my house. And we got to attend football games and basketball games, and that was always so much fun. Um, But when I got into high school, I was like, oh, do I really want to go to Eastern? Like, you know, do I want to branch out? I wasn't sure. I didn't want it to feel like high school 2.0 or like I was just continuing high school. But now that I'm at Eastern, it's a completely different experience. Um, Charleston feels like a different town. I've met so many people here and have had so many new experiences, and I'm still only a block away from my home, and so that's pretty cool. But the coolest part about growing up here for sure, now that I'm in college, is that I've already been a part of the Newman Center for so long. And when I first met Roy, who's the campus minister at Eastern's Newman Center, I was six. And so every year when I was in high school, he would always hand me the form we fill out on the first weekend if we want to get involved with the Newman Center. And he'd always give me one. And I was always like, Roy, I'm still in high school. I'm still in high school. <laughs> and he was like, oh, like, you know, next year, next year. He'd always tell me next year. <laughs> so finally, when I was able to fill my first form out, he was so excited. And that's like just one example of why I love the Newman Center, because like his joy of me finally being able to participate <laughs> was just so fun. I know that my hometown is only about 30 minutes away, so I drive to university every day. 
Um, but I think your struggle and my struggle are very similar in high school where I was like, do I really want to go to a college that's so close to home? Because everybody in my class was moving to like different places around the world. They wanted to get as far away as they they could from their parents. And then like, ultimately, I did decide through transferring through Lakeland and stuff that I did want to go to Eastern. And I never thought that I would stay this close to home. But Holly, did you ever like miss that feeling of getting a whole college dorm room experience and your parents like dropping you off at the doorstep of a university and leaving? Well, I am, Cameron talked about last episode, how she is so introverted. Okay, well, I am even more introverted. (laughs) I absolutely love spending time with my parents. Like, my ideal Friday night is me and my parents watching movies, like, playing games. And so I do not, like, I never think, like, oh, I wish I was, like, free and on my own. I think it's so fun living at home. Um, And I'm also part of the Golden Apple program, which is a scholarship for teachers. So each summer I leave for four weeks and stay at like a different college around Illinois. So I still feel like I kind of get the like experience away. But yeah, I definitely enjoy living at home. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I enjoy living at home as well. Um, But I, I did get that college experience of moving out. My junior year, I was like, you know what, although I live so close, like I want to just experience that and My parents were supportive through convincing that I could. (laughs) And so I I moved in my junior year to um, Stevenson. And then my senior year, I lived at Lincoln, which is an all-girls dorm. Um, So I I was lucky to have that experience, but also be able to, like, go home every weekend if I wanted to. Yeah. But I could tell that you were so much more introverted than Cameron and... I think we connect on that because I am also very introverted. And I remember on our camp on to sock retreat for this fall retreat, we just sat in the front of the bus and talked for hours, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is so unlike me because I get so exhausted from talking. Yeah. Like, I'm sure after this, I'm going to just like go back and just <laughs> lay down for a couple hours and just not talk to anyone. <laughs> So, Holly, could you tell everyone about, like, what the Rural School Initiative Office is all about here at Eastern? Yes. So, I work at the Rural School Initiative Office, and we help connect rural schools with pre-service teachers or teachers that haven't graduated yet in hopes that we will have more teachers teach in rural schools. So, my job there is that I am the coordinator for the Rural Teacher Corps, which is a group on campus that... Um, explicitly focuses on teaching in rural schools. So through them, I have met with administrators in the area. I have planned projects and done a lot of professional development opportunities. And it's been like a really cool opportunity because not a lot of pre-service teachers get to work in rural schools or any schools as frequently as I feel like I have gotten the opportunity to. And so if you're interested in joining, let me know. <laughs> I know that, that the Rural School Initiative works along with uh, Grow Your Own Project. Um, and do you know anything about that or do you want to explain a little bit? Yeah, the Grow Your Own Project is um, focuses on taking teachers from this area and giving them scholarships and helping them become teachers so that they can give back to this area. So they take students from... Toledo, Effingham, Charleston, Mattoon, all over this area and help them to become teachers. That's awesome. I honestly, my undergrad was in education 
and the Grow Your Own was something that interested me a lot because um, Dr. Lucas talked about all of the students within the past years, they couldn't student teach at their own school. So they had to go find another school to partner up with and student teach there. And then ultimately, like, that made the decision for them or helped push the decision for them and go, like, somewhere else instead of staying around here. And I think he said that he found a lot of teachers and a lot of um, students that were going to be teachers were ultimately, like, leaving the community and, like, moving somewhere else, like, outside of Illinois to teach. So I really think that helps a lot with students. Yeah, Yeah, I just think it's important that like one thing that the Grow Your Own is doing is trying to get more diversity into their selections. So they're trying to make sure that they're including minority students or male students and um, allowing them to become teachers. So that way we can diversify our area too. So I think it's a great way to bring quality educators and diverse educators back into our area. And if students want or have an interest in this program, like where can they go to find like more information or to reach out to you guys? We have a website, and if you look up E-I-U-R-S-I, then you can just type that into Google. You can find it, or you can email me at H-C-H-I-G-G-I-N-S at E-I-U dot E-D-U. Awesome. Thank you for plugging that. Does the Rural School Initiative do any of, like, events or anything around campus? I mean, not in a COVID world, but pre-COVID. <laughs> yes, we do a variety of events, of events throughout the year, um, predominantly through the Rural Teacher Corps. And we, um, coming up, we're going to have administrator from Charleston come talk about their experience with remote learning and how they've still been able to meet the social and emotional needs of students. And we do a lot of professional development opportunities like that. So if that sounds interesting to you, we would love to have you join. Thank you for letting me just take a little bit of your work life and put it into this podcast. Holly, in my first episode of this podcast, um, I described my yes to God and how I was open to his works in life. And then also, um, I like to hear others share their own story, so which is why I invite you guys on. Um, but Cameron, last episode, shared hers. And... I hopefully in the future want to hear others share their own story with letting God into their lives. Could you share with me just a little bit of like how you see God in your day-to-day life? Yeah, so I feel like in a usual day, I tend to see God in the people that I'm around. So whether I'm talking to my family, my small group, my Newman family, or my boyfriend, I always manage to see God working through the people in my life. I have been so, so blessed to be surrounded by so many Catholics that are actively living their faith for Jesus. And it definitely has inspired me to live my faith more fully. And I really am thankful for the Newman Center for that because it's brought me a lot of those people. So with that, like, how would you describe your yes to God, finally saying yes to him? So one of the biggest yeses that I've said in my life was to becoming a teacher. Um, initially I did not want to become a teacher because teachers don't make money. And so I was very (laughs) hesitant about, like, I've always wanted to be like independent and able to take care of myself and take care of a family. And so I was like, oh, I don't know if that's going to be in the cards for me. But God is a persistent man. (laughs) Um, and I have never been able to shake the thought that's what I was supposed to do with my life. Um, I tried to convince myself I was going to do other things, but then God kept putting like situations in my life where, 
I was had to teach something or had to be around kids or just different things that I was like, okay, I get the hint. You want me to become a teacher. After I said yes to that, um, God wasn't done working through me and he wanted to show me the kind of teacher that I needed to be. And so my favorite teacher that I ever, ever had, shout out to you, Mr. Keating, um, was the most patient man I've ever met. One day I asked him how he was able to be so understanding when I felt like students were constantly like trying to take advantage of him or like cheating on tests or just whatever. Um, and he told me that he takes the Bible passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7 that says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And he replaces anytime it says the word love with I. So he would say, I am patient, I am kind, and so on. So since that moment, which was my senior year of high school, I realized how big of an impact I could have as a teacher on my students' lives if I live my faith while teaching, even if it's not me explicitly talking about Jesus. So now I try to live that verse out in my everyday life and try to say yes to God every day by being patient and being kind and loving others. Holly, is there any final thoughts, advice, or anything that you want to say or share before we wrap this all up? Um, one piece that, of advice that I have for all Catholics, but especially young Catholics, is to surround yourself with people who are filled with the joy of Christ. That doesn't necessarily mean they need to be Catholic, but people that are living for the Lord. It will make your life so much more joyful and so much more fun. Thank you so much, Holly, for joining me today for our third episode. I'm so excited. I didn't even think we were going to get past the, <laughs> the, the trailer. If people want to find you on social media, where can they do so? I am on Instagram at Holly Higgins, H-I-G-G-I-N-S, underscore, underscore. Um, I don't really use Twitter that much, but I think my Twitter handle is the same. And my Snapchat is Holly uh, underscore Higgy, H-I-G-G-I-5. I love it. <laughs> But just one more time, if people are interested in education or their rural school initiative, where can they find that? Yes, we have a website, which is EIU Rural School Initiative. So if you search EIU RSI on Google, you can find that. Um, or you can email me at hchiggins at eiu.edu. Thank you all for listening. If this episode sparked an interest in your heart, feel free to message me on Instagram or email me your stories, comments, suggestions at thecatholicfiat at gmail.com. And feel free to follow us on Instagram at thecatholicfiat. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your app of choice, leave us a review, and tell your friends about us. I can't wait to see you all next time for episode four. God is with us. God is working through us. No matter what is going on in our lives or how busy we are, Jesus is with us still. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done.